Hey good people, this is Sharika, EB, and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up. Be on my side, I'll be on your side. There is no reason for you to hide. It's so hard for me staying here all alone when you could be taking me for a ride. Down by the river, down by the river. A lot of things happen down by the river. Shout out to David Briggs and Neil Young for that lovely song, Down by the River. If you don't know it, you should go check it out. I don't know the meanings of the song, (laughs) but I know just recently in our lovely world, some amazing things happened down by the river. And uh, and I don't know if you can hear it, but hey, your boy EB is back and I am here with two of my favorite people. And you probably even hear, I would say, I don't even know if gleeness is a word, but a sense of glee in my voice um, mm-hmm. as I share with excitement, just being down by the river. If you know me, I don't care for rivers or lakes much. Um, I like oceans typically, or, you know, I would say bays when I'm on vacation. Those are usually nice. But just recently, something by the river just caught my excitement. And I'm like, I never knew the river had so much excitement. But yeah, um, I'll start off with my tip check. And then I'm sure the lovely ladies who've been holding it down all summer. And as we mentioned, I think it was mentioned last week, for the past three years, been holding it down, um, which is crazy how time just be flying. Mm-hmm. They'll share their tip check as well. But I would say on a lovely note, as far as being alive and well, I would say my temp is around low 80s, um, getting a little better as far as mobility. And I'll probably talk a little bit about surgery and post-surgery mishaps, so to speak. Um, but pain is definitely still there. Leg is still, or knee area is still swollen. It's probably like the size of, if you would probably, you can compare it to like, I would say a dodgeball. I won't go as far as big as a basketball, but it's not as small as like a softball or a baseball either. So probably like an average size dodgeball or even like a volleyball or soccer ball. It's like the size of my left knee, which is mm. causing some discomfort, but they say it's normal because of what happened and um, it should subside at the lo- the longest time is six to eight weeks. The shortest is um, two to three weeks. Um, so we're hoping for, of course, the two to three weeks on that, but I'm just happy that I am on this side of the ground because if I wasn't, and not saying I don't want to see Jesus, but if I wasn't, I wouldn't have saw what happened down by the river. So that's my temp check. And I don't really have a song for you, except for that song. If you want to check it out, Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all feeling? How y'all living? (laughs) Absolutely. Love it. Uh, Right before we started, my mother-in-law sent me yet another meme. Shout out to Barb. Barb really be on it. Uh, (laughs) This was not going to be my song, but I am inspired by EB. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. I witnessed some white on white crime yesterday at the dashboard confessional. Um, Counting Crows concert, and I definitely made sure to insert myself right in towards the end. So that gave me joy. You know, at first I was just entertained, but then I was like, let me step in because this Karen is in true distress. And the couple was <laughs> antagonizing her, to be fair. But side note, where are the people of color at the dashboard confessional concert? I need y'all to show up and not just be the security and not just be on staff. We like dashboard confessional and counting crows too, right? I didn't like that. My husband was gone to like the Tampa Bay Rays baseball game with his dad and his cousin and some friends. I didn't have any interest in that. I knew Dashboard was coming. I've loved Dashboard since high school. I saw them in college. And college 
they do a really good job about bringing like famous people to your school for homecoming. And I was right in the front row singing all the songs. They were just the opener for Counting Crows, but golly, I was so fulfilled after that. So I was already a little bit on edge because I was like, if something pops off, I don't have the Aquaman around me. I don't have the chairman around me to help me out. But they are popping off on each other. So a couple in front of a mom and her daughter were just like standing in front of them being obnoxious. I'm sure alcohol was involved. And the daughter kept going to, and the daughter was older than me. They weren't like a young mom and daughter going to security being like, we're being harassed and security be like, and by security, I just mean the people who tell you where to go sit, not like real security. Um, They were like, we don't have any proof. And this went on for like 45 minutes, but every time security wasn't looking, they were antagonizing the mom and the daughter. (laughs) I don't know why, like literally to the point where the guy, it was like a big burly guy too, like clearly he's in the gym he like got in front of the daughter at one point and shook his butt like shaking his butt like haha you can't see the stage turn around gave her the finger and that's when I was like okay what's the black version of Karen I don't know but I became that because I could have just sat there and minded my business but honestly counting crows I'm not really on them like that like I know like Round here, hanging around big yellow taxi like I know a couple of the songs colorblind but they had gotten to the set where I really didn't know the song. So instead of paying attention to them, I was being entertained by the white and white crime. But then I stood up during a long December and I was like, listen, they are being antagonized. Every time y'all go away, this couple's like messing with this, this other, uh, you know, concert viewers and then security and the sheriffs came and escorted them out and people were clapping. And I was like, you know what? I did a good deed. (laughs) Maybe it was meant for me to, to be at this concert because I had even like contacted Sharika beforehand, like, girl, I'm not going. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. But Sharika, in true Sabrina form, when I arrived, I was happy that I did. So I was oh, going to use e- either like a dashboard or a Counting Crows song. But instead, I'm over here on Kurt Franklin Riverside. Let me tell hey. you something. Let's go down by the Riverside. Leave your problems all behind. You can rest your troubled minds down by the Riverside. There's a healing in the water now on <laughs> the riverside. Say what now? There's a blessing in the water now. We'll get into it in the hot topics. But all I have to say is I received a healing. I received a blessing. Mm. I received this cathartic like release after everything I've seen, after the countless amounts of black and brown people I've seen being beat by police and nothing's mm. been done. Let me tell you something, that Alabama brawl, it will never not entertain Mm. me. It will never not be a testimony. It will always bring me joy. And that's my tip. It's sunny. It's 75. It's chairman energy. Sharika, how are you feeling? Okay. Before I can get to the joy or the glee, I have a rant. So I'm going to start the the podcast a little negative. For me, I try to be positive on here, but listen, y'all, I had a time to this podcast because I'm a person who my things, I be having them in a, in their places. Don't, Alan, I know you don't listen, but if you just happen to stumble on this episode, we don't need your side commentary about the house. That's different. But my stuff here at work, I be having them in their place. 
And so, you know, I go to get this stuff ready for the things I need to do. And I can't find my charger. I'm like, so my rent is if you use something, borrow something of somebody's, you know, forget everybody's, mine, bring me my stuff back. I am a person that I like my stuff where my stuff's supposed to be. If you're going to borrow it, you better bring it back. If you and bring it back in the condition in which I lent it to you, don't I don't want no scuffs on it. I don't want no scrapes on it. I don't want it chipped. I want it in the order I gave it to you because that's how I do other people's stuff. That's how I've always been. And on another note, here's another rant that I have. Don't waste my time. Hey, if you're going to ask me to do something, be ready for me to do the things. Don't be like, oh, at the last minute. Okay, I understand an emergency, but not every single time. Come on, people. Be respectful of people's time. Right. There has been a day. I'm like, you want me to do something? Go somewhere. Be somewhere. I know people will be like, I love a canceled plan. Yes and no. If I don't want to go, I'm just going to tell you up front. I don't want to go. Unless it's church <laughs> stuff. Unless it's church stuff. And I'd be like, yes, I'll do it. Because Dang, I do feel church a little bit of guilt. Every time. <laughs> I do feel a little <laughs> guilt. But I will. So I don't mind that. But if a personal stuff, work stuff. Be there, be there, be there, or or follow through. Don't be having me wasting my time. Don't have me rearrange things so I could be there to do the thing that you asked and then be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I don't need you. I don't like that. Don't, just don't. Just don't ask me until you know for sure. Okay, I'm done my rant now. Now I can tell y'all about the joy and the glee, which we will definitely get into. So all that to say, I started out high. I was coming in great until that those few moments happened right before but besides that my temp is my temp is 78 man I've been like going over my songs uh funny enough EB shared a uh Alabama River <laughs> playlist and it has tickled me and I just I was like, I got to pick a song off of here. But I just don't even know where to go because there's just so many. <laughs> oh, and I feel like their playlist is getting longer and longer. There's more stuff on here that was not here before. That's so funny, Sabrina, that you said Riverside because, girl, that wasn't there before, but it's on here now. And uh, <laughs> Try Jesus by Toby is on here now. That was not on here before. <laughs> girl, these people are adding, too. And then that the the song that was created for the for the event the Mo- Montgomery River Ball for all is now added on the play- playlist. Oh, uh, this is nice. Like this is the type of unity I long for. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm going. Man, there's so many ones that I love on here, but like some of them, like you know, when you when we like realize we don't really know the words to stuff, or we always hear the. <laughs> <laughs> we always hear the radio edit and then you be looking at the radio like, whoh, oh, you say all <laughs> Girl, we're already getting into it. So are we, okay, are we getting into take, it? Or is- I'm going to pick, a, I'm just going to say my, I'm going to go with all I do is win DJ Khaled. That's, that's, that's what I yes. do. Cause this was a win for we our the best, We the best, we the best, we the best. This is a win <laughs> for our people. So let's get into it. Yeah, I'm interested in each of y'all's background about what happened, because I'm sure we have listeners who have zero clue. Because when I asked my husband the other day what he thought about the Alabama brawl, he's like, what? And when I showed it to him, he was like, oh, this is wild. I would have jumped in and I was like, babe, no, you couldn't have. 
No, you couldn't have. You would have had to be on the sidelines cheering people on, maybe passing out water, maybe passing out chairs. But when the block was as hot as it was, you know, let me back up. Okay, so what I know of what happened, we are talking about the city of Montgomery, Alabama, and a group of people who are on a riverboat cruise, dinner cruise type situation. Now, when you have boats who are coming dockside, there's a dock master who tells people where to park. I didn't know this. So if you have a personal boat or a business boat, you like call in, I guess, I don't know, I'm something the equivalent of a CB radio, and you're like, you know, I'm coming up. Where can I dock? Where can I put the boat? So there is a professional boat that had lots of people on it that's coming in from a dinner cruise trying to dock so that the people can get off the boat and the new people can get on. And the dock master is telling them you got to wait because there's somebody who is parked where they're not supposed to be parked. Now, evidently, this personal boat, this family that just so happens to be white, they were told not to dock their boat where they docked it. They did it anyway and they're going back and forth with the dock master so the dock master calls security security comes it is a black man and he starts to tell them the same thing they've already been told you can't have your boat here you need to move it they go back and forth with security on some entitlement business and then the security and another employee a young a white guy, maybe he was about 16, they start to, you know, release the people's boat on their own. They've been told several times. They've been told by several different people. So now they're going to, you don't move your boat. Okay, we're going to move it for you. The family gets very upset about that. They attack the security guard. The security guard and the 16-year-old white guy who was with him, he had a little vest on. They try to get the first attacker off. They pretty much pushed the little white 16-year-old aside. I don't know what happened to him. He was never seen nor heard from again. But the white family started to jump this black man and assault him. Not one, not two, at least four to five. Punching, hitting, and all of that. So that's how it started before I get into how it ended. Sharika, Evie, did you hear anything different about how it started? Do you have any additional details? Yes, I heard that the guy who people are saying is security guard, he's not a security guard. He was like the co-captain or whatever of the ship. He was on the boat, the which is called the Harriet. So he was on the Harriet. Okay, Harriet Tubman, energy. Okay, exactly. <laughs> he was on the Harriet, and I guess they were telling them to move, but because they didn't, they said, "Well, we're just gonna." They went out. Him and the little guy, the younger kid, went out to because to move that boat because they've been. I heard they were waiting for like forty-five minutes for them people to go, and they so they weren't moving the boat, and so and they supposedly there's like a number you can call to call the people of the boat. They were called. They were not interested in doing what they needed to do. So they got on a smaller boat to go out to the dock to move the boat so the, the Harriet could, could dock. And, um, yeah, I saw that young, <laughs> that little young guy when they were beating up the black guy, he came over there to, to help. But girl, they <laughs> he got one punch and was like, you know, you know, like, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Actually, I'm just going to go over God. here. <laughs> So, EB, what about you? Any additional details or anything different? No, that's basically um, the main thing as far as the gist of it. Damian Pickett is one of the co-captains, and he was a gentleman. Um, like Sharika said, it lasted over 45 minutes. They used a PA system to try to gather people' attention. Um, some individuals say that uh, the group of Caucasians were 
I guess they approached the captain in a very hostile manner. They used racial slurs mm, before yeah. the hat toss. Um, so it really came <laughs> from a what you mentioned earlier, Sabrina, as far as just a group of entitled individuals. One, mm-hmm. it's like this is not your river to begin with. Um, just think you can park anywhere, but especially after being asked to move your vessel. Um, like for me, five or ten minutes is enough time, but I can understand. I I would have to wonder the patience of the co-captain and his team to have to wait over 45 minutes um, to try to come to some form of understanding or agreement before they even get to that point. And, and the guy, you know, he was like talking to them. I mean, mind you, was getting heated, but the, the, the gentleman that was the worker, you know, he's talking from yeah, one Damien. person to the next person to the next person. It's like, like just move the ding dang boat like why do you have to explain the same scenario story why we got to tell y'all why we got to tell all y'all five six seven times when y'all been new y'all shouldn't have been here you know why because of entitlement like why do i have to do what somebody else is telling me to do this is my boat you know and you n-word because we know the white man who was I don't know if he was the owner or whatever, but one of the men who threw the first punches, he is a convenience store owner Mm -hmm. and his social media posts have already been calling black people jiggers. Mm. Right. So we already know the energy he's coming with. And as EB stated, eyewitnesses were saying they were calling him the N word. Now in all the videos, there's, you don't get to hear that detail. There's a narrator, you hear the commotion, but Honestly, it would only take one N-word for me, you know, and then I'm throwing punches. And Damien, the man that I wrongly called the security guard, who's actually the co-captain, he was not throwing, he did not throw the first punch. Even after he was punched once or twice, you still see him trying to de-escalate and he's like backing up. He doesn't start to like, (laughs) I'm not laughing at him, I'm laughing because this is when it gets juicy for y'all who don't know, who have no clue what we're talking about. So he gets attacked from the side and then the other person starts coming. The co-captain Damien has a hat on. He threw that hat up like F this job. He threw that hat up like, you know, I was trying to come to you as an employee. Now I'm coming to you as Damien. <laughs> Let's get it on and popping. They're That's saying that the hat, I know, they're saying the hat throwing up is a new uh bat signal for black people to come together. <laughs> someone flying in an airplane over uh alabama and they photoshopped his hat in the clouds and they were like interesting thing i saw passing through alabama because after that something incredible happened that oh i don't want to start crying it's like tears of joy because that could have gone really wrong the amount Mm -hmm. of time we have seen a black man accosted Mm -hmm. by white people who have quote unquote power. And in this situation, I'm saying power, not because they own a boat, not because they own a convenience store, but just sheer numbers. You had like Mm -hmm. five or six white men and two white women attacking this single black man. And all like, at first when I saw the video, I can't even watch the whole thing because I had so much anxiety. Cause I was like, Mm. why would my sorority sister send me this? Like, I don't want to see another black man get beat down or killed. We've seen people killed for less, with less mm-hmm. people on them. We've seen enough. But instead yeah. of that happening, y'all. So I... there's, a, there's a few details before you get to the good juicy part. I will say yes. that happened. I will say this. 
what? I don't know why that man threw the first punch. I just don't even understand because he was the the guy. Damien was not even talking to him at the time. He was talking to someone else, and then he just came mm-hmm. from the side out of nowhere and hit him. So, mm-hmm. okay, then he was getting choked out by Damien when this this the stuff yeah. ensued. And thank I I appreciate the first black man with the Nike shirt and the white shorts who seen right. the foolishness and because he was up there standing watching and I think if it was on a one on one he probably would have stayed there but when he seen all them people jumping on him he said oh no 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 so but he came down to you know we always trying to do the right thing he was trying to de-escalate the situation he really was just getting the people off of him and then even out. <laughs> Even the women at this point were in the wrong yet. They were hold, trying to hold that their own man they back. Were. Like, you know, like, stop it, sir. Come on now. But then that man with the orange salmon color shorts, that guy <laughs> jumping out like a ninja turtle. I said, what the heck? I needed, I, when he got his comeuppance, boy, I was like, yes. But anyway, so the one black guy comes out, he tries to push, he gets them off of Damien to be like, y'all doing the most like okay if it was one-on-one let them figure it out but now y'all jumping in no we're not having that and then i think one of the police guys does come down to kind of de-escalate because it does get de-escalated at one point the people get back on the boat like the the caucasian they get back on their little yacht it does disperse well when that area does Sabrina, you can take over when the Harriet docked. Um, even before then, didn't the swimmer come before they docked? Oh no, yes, it was yes. After. When they were jumping yeah. him. He, oh yes, yes. Uh, yes. So as you're yes, watching the right. video, you see somebody swimming in a river, and it's like, what is happening? This person pushes themselves up like two hands on either side of their body, like I'm talking like America's Next Top Model level. Jumps out of the water like Little Mermaid. <laughs> Onto the dock, shoes off, and is ready for knuck if you buck. Like, I'm not kidding. I, this person is in incredible shape, and they were going to the action, not away. They were swimming with a purpose. It was like the Olympics, and they got the gold medal. They were ready to open a can of whoop ASS and deliver it where it needed to do what had to be done. And I love that. Someone made a comment like, when the time is for all of us to come together, I don't care how you get there. Swim if you have to. <laughs> that was a prime example. Okay. So, I mean, maybe you and I have talked so much this summer. So, Ed, do you want to pick mm-hmm. up for what for what happened? And if you're not sure what happened, I will definitely tell what happened yeah. when the Harriet came. I will oh, say this so. though. I just want to say this about the guy swimming. I was a little nervous. I felt like I thought. Because I, I didn't want him to get tired and like, what if he drowned? Because I just see you guys. No, 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 no. He had the spirit of the ancestors. He was I fine. was nervous. Right. I saw this e- man swim. I e- said, oh, e- Lord, please let him make it. Let him make it, Jesus. Pick, pick up the torch. Yeah, so once at Doc, you saw what seemed to be two different sets of people. And it might have been, in a sense, the same. Because I don't know if it was passengers who are part of this group who took their shirts off. Where you've seen a group of people with shirts off. Or mm. you've seen the army of those who are wearing royal blue and seem to be either black or navy pants. And what people don't understand is because this guy, Damien Pickett, being the co-captain, he's relatively known um, by the community and by all, in a sense, those who travel on these on the Harriet or just by the river, just in general, like he's essentially, he's a popular guy and he's somebody who is well-respected from what um, I could gather. 
And from that, those who did not get their licks yet made it their business to make sure that those who were improperly docking at the wrong space knew that this was something that they should not have done and likely will never happen again. So as the brawl continued to <laughs> ensue, um, you had one party winning and another party not winning. Um, so they did, they weren't part of the song of which Sharika mentioned earlier, as far as all I do is win. So there was one group that was definitely all they do is win and one um, doing mm. the total opposite. As some would say, they were being plummeted um, into their boat and some were trying to figure out where to go. And it's like, it's either I go off the boat onto the dock where everybody is, or I jump into the water because there's literally, it's like no man's land. And you just watch the people just kind of like, I don't know. Um, some of y'all probably didn't have this experience because you had maids and cleaning companies and life was great for you. But it's kind of like the roaches when the lights come on as if you're just scrambling, <laughs> not knowing which way to go. And you're kind of just stuck. Like, do I go left? Do I go right? It doesn't matter because mm. I'm doomed wherever mm. I go. And, you know, and, and I don't know if we got to the part with the folding chair. Um, no, not yet. Not yet. So yes. as Evie said, I saw like the great thing about this is you can see it from different angles because mm. they didn't try to hide the fact that they were assaulting this man and everyone had their phones. So I saw another viewpoint where once the Harriet Doc, they're calling them the triad, the terrific triad. There's these three, honestly, low key, beautiful black men. I mean, they'd be in the gym or something. They came all up ready to go. They approached that pontoon boat where the white people had retreated because Sharika's right. It kind of ebbed and flowed. They got back on their boat after they beat up Damien. And they were like, oh, what you're going to do is get off your boat and catch Mm. this A-whooping. So they were pulling and enticing, punching the white family and eventually they got them back off of their boat. And that's when the huge brawl ensued because everyone, not just the terrific three, the um, terrible triad, but everyone was like, we are going to beat these people down. As Evie said, they were plummeted. And this is the part where even the white women, they were getting their licks in, which is why yep. I just celebrate the black queens because they said what we're not going to do is have our men out here hitting these women, we'll hit them ourselves. So not just men got off. <laughs> you saw the staff, which is who Evie was talking about with the blue on. I guess there was a high school reunion on the boat. They had the um purple and gold. People were saying it was the cues. Yeah, it wasn't the cues. You know, don't come for the divine oh, line. Not saying we wondering. don't get down. Yeah, not saying we don't get down. We do. But we're a service organization, not gangs. That was a high school class <laughs> reunion. You saw lay people but one of my favorite moments was when the black women were beating the white (laughs) upside the head i don't care i'm happy to say me and my white mother-in-law agree it was glorious (laughs) sharika any of your comments for when the when the boat first docked um before we get to the chair moment so yeah so you know the thing that was i think the the ladies were doing I think they were trying to, they see their men now getting beat down. So now I feel like they felt like, oh, well, we got to help. Bad idea. This one, y'all need this. This is when you <laughs> need to stay out. Because that <laughs> one lady was on the back of the boat, ma'am. If she would have stayed on that boat, she would have been fine. 
But she thought she was going to go help her man or her son or whoever it was. And maybe if it was my child, I'd be out there too. But also my child wouldn't be doing the foolishness to get there. But she jumped off that boat. Well, ma'am, that was a mistake. You should have stayed on the boat and minded your business. You should have called, do what y'all do best and call the police. <laughs> but getting off that boat Do what y'all do best. What, when I tell mm. you, they, oh man, they were beating them. And it was so, <laughs> I mean, people are like, oh, I don't condone violence. I do. I condone it when it's deserved and necessary. And I condone this moment. They were beating them people down to the ground. Oh, the, one of my moments before the chair was when the lady got drugged into the water. I cackled. Yep. I cackled. Yep. I when the white boy Aqu was so afraid, he jumped in the water. Yep. Aquaman was given the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight punches. He was, he was. Like a machine. He he gave a body slam too. Not sure if you caught that view. He literally lifted someone and um slammed them down. Loved now, it. Now this 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 might be an unpopular opinion, and I need to really do some research. But that man that got body slammed, I'm not sure if he was doing the wrong. I think he was in the wrong place. I feel like no, this is when you were telling no. Doug, like why you would no. The reason why I say that is because. He was the guy that was talking to him when the punch, the first punch ensued. I was watching that first brawl. I didn't, I seen him in the middle, but I didn't see him hitting. I think he was trying to like pull them off, but I think it was like too much melee and, and mayhem. He just got swept up in it. I think he should have also stepped to the side and maybe prevented, but that body. <laughs> I this is, here's the thing. The reason I think he deserved that body slam is because before he gets body slammed, there are some words that are being exchanged between him and Aquaman. Like he says something and then Aquaman body slams him. So just keep your mouth shut. Just be in the fight, throw your punches. Or if you're not in it, especially when you can see, because something that we haven't said playing outright on the podcast is it was very clearly racially divided. Mm -hmm. It was white against black. And, you know, for all the people who are like, I don't condone violence, would you have said that same thing if those, if that had simply been the white people beating up that black man? It would be like, all lives matter. Da 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 da. When we're getting beat up, it's all about keep the peace, keep the harmony, turn the other cheek. It's mm -hmm. not 1963. Guess what? You're damn right it ain't. It's <laughs> 2023 and you saw what was up and it's going to stay up and stuck. And I am so ready. Never been in a fight in my life, but I wish a Karen would because I'll be right there and they'll have to carry me right away with the handcuffs because we're sick and tired of being sick and yep. tired. I think yep. that's part of the thing that gave me so much joy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always seeing the story in at the first part when the black person's just beat up and left. That's mm -hmm. it. And then when we're doing hashtag Trayvon Martin, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, Damien's not no hashtag. Mm. <laughs> the people are the hashtags this time. They're not even hashtag because everybody can clearly see they're in the wrong. But for me, and as a person who, when people would fight in high school, I would run the other way. Like I, even though I just made a joke about beating up a Karen, honestly, I would if the situation presented itself because I'm not about to be like, just treat it with injustice out here. Words clearly have not worked. You know, mm -hmm. God, Old Testament will tell you, like, sometimes it's a time of war. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not calling, I am not calling for a war against white people. I am not calling for a war against white women. I am calling it for a war against injustice. 
mm-hmm. period. And if it just so happens to be because a racist white person approached me, then that's what it is. I also heard that that night there was a Trump rally. So the people mm-hmm. were already up in, up in arms. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop it. Stop it. It is not 1963. Like my mother-in-law, the meme she sent me in the 1965 Montgomery, Alabama, sit down in 2023. She sent me the picture of the man with the chair hitting that white man over the head. Sit down. That's the new sit down. That's the energy that we're on. And speaking of the man with the chair, EB, tell us about this man with the chair. How did he, what are we even talking about when it comes to this brawl and the man with the chair? Yeah, so of course the only thing about okay, the guy just I don't know where he found the chair. I don't even know where he came from. You would have to like watch the video like once. I will say two or three times to see where he just came from with the chair, and he just went to whacking people and hit a couple people right across the noggin. One lady seemed to be already out of it on the ground, and he hit her well, good. Um, the part that was funny to me, and I know this shouldn't be funny in a sense, somebody's demise, but that's just the world we live in at times. For me personally, if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. God is still working on me as he is still working on you too. Um, it's funny that they are still looking for him. So that means even when the police came and intervened, like they didn't take him to jail in that moment. I don't think they got his name really? in that moment. But like on stuff that I looked at yesterday and today they're asking for him to basically um i don't know if it was for questioning or to come in or what but i know it seems that the people who are being charged are those who initiated all of these events um which doesn't always happen Mm. in our world or in this country um whether you even grew up in school right it's always like the second person who gets caught not the first mm-hmm. person who threw the paper or did the spitball or dropped yeah. first, you know it's all, but so it's interesting um on how what seems to be justice prevailing and um i hope i hope they get jail time i usually don't like people getting jail time because like i told you i've said this on the pod before i don't believe our jail system is actually um it doesn't actually rehabilitate people um no nope makes people in a sense worse and they can mm-hmm. they, they become repeat offenders but i just mm-hmm. think that sphere of influence mm-hmm. and the people that they know need to see what can happen even in a place like montgomery alabama like you have to make examples out of people mm. and it correct me if i'm wrong but is montgomery not a small town mm. no it's not <laughs> it's not no not necessarily well, okay. I guess it depends on where you're from and what you oh. <laughs> consider small. So I would say that, like, um, if I'm not mistaken, like their population is around 200,000. So it's not that small. Like it's. Oh, okay. I don't know what Tampa Maybe like is. a Rocky Mount. Yeah. I think t- Tampa is probably a little a bit. A million, right? A bigger. Yeah. 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 So it's so, like, look like it's look like Tampa is, as far as population wise, Tampa is twice as big because it says 400,000. So a small-ish town. I know there's controversy because Jason Aldean, country Mm -hmm. music star, and y'all know I love country music, had a song called called Try That in a Small Town. But the footage and the video was a lot of like the Black Lives Matter protests and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So people were like, okay, what are you alluding to? And he's like, no, I'm just saying like, you got to fend your town. And I'm like, you're right, Jason. And that man did with that plastic folding chair. I've always hated those things. They're very uncomfortable. But you know what? I'm team holding chair because I felt like that man was like, listen, I'm up here in my years. What can I use to help contribute? You know, I got to protect the face, got to protect the arms, the knees. What I can do is raise this chair to the heavens and come down 
with the strength of the Lord God Almighty. And he wasn't just hitting people on the side, hitting people on the bum. He would hit their head. <laughs> it was great. It was glorious. I do, though, think he was out of control when he hit the lady simply because she was already down. The two black women had given her the okie doke several times. They punched her so many times she fell back on her butt and she was still in a daze when she got hit on the head. <laughs> <laughs> but like Sharika said, like, why just stay out of it? Don't be trying to, one thing, well, I'm lying. I was going to say, one thing I'm not going to do is insert myself in a fight between men. But if Doug's getting beat up, I would definitely have to be like, dang it, Doug. You know, I have to grab a ball or two. Sharika and I talked about this <laughs> a couple episodes ago. And, but then also, I know I'm inserting myself in a fight with men. So if I get jacked up, it's like, well, that was the risk I took. And it yeah. wasn't the men up until that point. But the chairman was just hilarious. <laughs> it's a plastic folding chair but honestly it did its work I didn't see a single person he hit with the chair get up and run (laughs) 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 they all just took a seat honestly if if everybody there had had a chair minus the the original offenders we could have had them seated a long time ago a long time ago (laughs) a long time ago so uh, that's how I felt about the chair. Sharika, were you for the chair, man? Did you I feel like it was overkill? When you... Okay, okay, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. But I was like, sir, this is a step too far. Because, <laughs> because not because, like, if we were losing, like, if we were going down and we needed the help of the chair, okay. <laughs> but we didn't need the chair. They were already getting beat to the ground. <laughs> there was, they were so outnumbered and getting beat so bad. It was like, the chair is a step too far. <laughs> Like, no, sir, it's, but you, two, it's like it was like two to one. <laughs> like every fight was two to one at least, at least. And then the man came with the chair and just as the chair on top. I was like, but I wish I could be his lawyer. Um, huh? And Eb, you're right. He did immediately surrender himself after he hit that. After he hit the woman, can we talk about how the real security low key was kind of letting it? Yes. Definitely they didn't care nothing about it. They were just kind of in the middle of the brawl looking around. But then after he hit that woman with the chair, he that looked at him. Security, security looked at him. And, <laughs> and then he just laid on the ground. That chair like, sir, this is. Yeah. Give me that chair. But, but he laid down on the ground. And I did see him get tough. So it's interesting that they just, like, I guess, like, catch and release, like we do with the pets, you know, catch them and release them. Um, I would check it be his loyal lawyer though, because I would argue that he was in a temporary mental state of trauma. You know, clearly he was an older <laughs> black man. I dare say he was born in the city. And I can't imagine it was hard enough being black in North Carolina, hard enough being black in Florida. I can imagine mm. being black in El- Alabama and what it was like to mm. be raised in that. I think of my father being black in Enfield, North Carolina. Like when he was a kid, they still had white and black water fountains i've talked Mm. about on the podcast how the kkk killed one of his brothers and just seeing so many times your people get oppressed and nothing's done about it Mm -hmm. so i feel like when he had that chair sharika it might feel like overkill to us but for him he was fighting for his life and the life of the people who look like us period 
He was coming down on that white woman for the Central Park Five. Okay, he said (laughs) no more parents. And I am here for it. I said it was too far, but I'm not mad at it. I'm like, I feel like, okay, sir, it was unnecessary, but also I cackled. I died. Like, yeah. I don't know where he came from. I don't even know where the chair, it was like out of nowhere. It came from the boat. It came from the boat. You know, <laughs> when you're on the little river cruises, they had the chair so you can like sit on the outside mm. of the boat and look around and listen to the PA system. So yeah. I want to see the GoFundMe because who was that little white boy in up North Michigan who went to the oh, protest? Kyle? Had Kyle? They had a GoFundMe for him and he's out here taking lives. So I'm like, mm. okay, my people, we're doing great. We need to go fund me for the legal fees of the chairman. Because yeah. I don't want, he did go into overkill, but I can completely understand how he got there. I've never been so mad that I've wanted to hit someone, but mm. I can see how you get there. Plus the trauma of what you're seeing, of what we've seen in the past two years. And mm-hmm. even before that, as a black man, I can c- totally understand why you would get a chair, chair and just start hitting white people in the head. Absolutely. I get it. And that's why Doug couldn't get in and help because <laughs> I- Doug was like, no, they would clearly see if I'm fighting white person. I'm like, no, babe. At that point, it wasn't no. There's. <laughs> I think at the beginning, stay on the he side. Would've, he would have been okay. Like if it was when that first black man came down when they were jumping. If Doug would have came, then he'd have been straight. But when everybody got off, it was too, he would have. He should have left. It. Exit a quick <laughs> exit. To That's when you got to go. You gotta go. So I guess um. My final question, and y'all can ask questions as well, of course. Evie, Sharika, I'll answer, but then I want to hear from y'all. Would you have jumped in? For me, I think in the beginning, I would have been like the lady, the narrator. If I didn't know Damien personally, I'm standing on the side, I'm seeing this, I would have been recording on my phone. That's exactly what I was doing at the concert last Mm -hmm. night. I was like, I'm about to catch a huge fight between these white people over counting Christ concert and who can see and who can't. I was just silently recording, but there is a point just like with the concert where I don't mind getting involved, especially if injustice is seen. When mm-hmm. I saw all those people jump on him, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I definitely would have been like, um, no, like running over there, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I would have grabbed a chair or something, but I know my personality. I couldn't sit and watch Mm-hmm. one person get beat down and just be recording on my phone mm-hmm. now when it turned into the bigger brawl that's the part where i would have been like okay they got it i'm no longer needed let me do I'll the quick exit. exit stage left with my husband we've done our part you know mm-hmm. like i don't need to be a part of the big brawl but i would definitely been a part of the beginning like you mm-hmm. know da 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 uh sharika are you getting involved like what is your role you're recording okay. you're the chairman what I'm probably yelling from the sidelines, like, like if I see, but if I do see, I don't know. I, I don't know. There might be a point where I'm getting in. If it's like, if I'm by myself, I might hesitate a little bit more. But if it's like, let's say if it's someone I know, like I'm getting in. Like Dr. Dixon. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, bad example. We love I'm Dr. Dixon. He's been no. on the pod before. If it's your husband. Oh, okay. This is, oh, okay. Our brother, if my husband cousin. was being a, well, I know my husband, he would never, but if he was being, if he was in the wrong and he was antagonizing somebody and 
a fight ensued. I'm sorry, babe. I probably have told you, no, stop. Don't do it. Let it go. But if he was in the right and someone was beating him down, I'm in there. I'm in there from the beginning. But I would never see my husband as not the type of person that is going to insert himself into a situation that where he's going to be. And that's fair and fine. So when it comes to the Alabama brawl, though, it sounds like you're saying you probably wouldn't have been throwing hands, but you would have provided support in other ways. I would be yelling if, if, if I probably would run down there if I felt like somebody was getting pummeled. I might be like, I might bring the yell even closer. I might throw something, (laughs) but I don't know if I'm jumping in unless it's someone I love. Like if it's my loved one or someone I care about, like if I saw EB down there, I'm getting in. If it's someone I really care about, I'm getting in for just a random person that I do care about on the surface level. I'm coming down. I'm throwing something. I'm trying to distract, but I don't know if I'm physically going to insert my body into a, a, a beat down with six, seven other men. And it's okay. just me. Fair. EB, where were you at on the brawl? You were on the side? You you Aquaman? So, what's happening? I'm saying, yeah, the old me, definitely in the brawl. Um, <laughs> Shirt off going to work might even be the one with the chair at one point. I just never know. Um, the current EB of where I'm at, state of mind and stuff, I think it'll be similar to some of the stuff that you guys mentioned. It'll, it'll have to be some type of ties. I definitely wouldn't be one recording just because I don't see the value in that. I probably would have been the first guy who came in, like, hey, y'all chill. Like, I'm looking at, mm. like, as I'm looking at this older guy, I'm like, this is my dad, this is my uncle, mm-hmm. um, this is somebody in my community. But if I'm on the boat and I see, like, that's Adley, like, I'm turning into Aquaman. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just thinking, you know, you have those ties and that's what I, that's what I wish, you know, if I, in a, in a midst of, let me take it back. I definitely don't wish I was from Montgomery, but a lot, but <laughs> I wish I knew enough background story of the impact or the influence that this man has outside of decade years of service of working down at the dock and being a respected man. I know that should be in a sense enough, but like looking at like those people, are they longstanding people who've always worked there with him? Um, the others, are they, were they kids? Was he the one who gave some of them, just looking at some of the minorities just in there who came to his rescue? Is this a guy who gave some of them their first job, which is now turned into their career? Is this somebody who everybody in the neighborhood kind of knows where you like mm. better look out for this person because of like where they come from? And you just thinking about it, you know, looking at from distance, like somebody who probably grew up definitely in the age ages or years of like a Jim Crow as a kid and seeing the the differences and probably coaching or guiding or educating young men who look like him of saying like back in my day it was totally like there was no way for me to be able to be a co-captain. Like that was unfathomable, so to speak, and probably giving history lessons. Cause that was one of the other things people was talking about of like that was one of the places in Alabama where people were slow um sold on slave mm. slave blocks or like they, they give tours of what all happened on the Alabama River. So I wonder the impact of that mm. individual and what that would mean. So I'm just thinking of people who for any of us, right? Whether it be uncles, whether it be certain neighborhood people, whether it be former teachers, like it's certain people who just like if it was an athlete, if it was a coach Jemison, if it was a coach Kurt, if it was a coach Jamie, like coaches who made an impact in my life, it'll be like no questions asked. Like I'm swimming there ASAP. I'm getting out. I'm, forget it. Dock the boat wherever. Like dock the boat wherever you can. I'm running over there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in that group ASAP just because of just who that person is and what that person, um, in a sense, 
meets to me. But I think initially, because, you know, didn't necessarily see any aggressive assault or beating, I probably would have been, man, I'll chill, kill it. And sometimes you're killing it because you know what the outcome going to be, right? Right. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't know who that guy who came with the black, I think it was black tee and white Nike short or white shorts, but like he could have easily been looking around like, Bruh, like if these boys get off this boat, like y'all three dead. Like I'm looking, you, you, we don't see everything else, but you're there that he's that close where he can say, bro, y'all junk, y'all drunk right now. Y'all intoxicated. Y'all don't have all your right marbles. Like it's going to get real ugly real quick when the rest of the crew get here. Like I'm really trying to save y'all just move your boat. And like, cause we don't know what was being said. Like there was no, nobody being mic'd up, but I definitely think I definitely would have found some way to engage and you know as i always say test my hands gotta make sure they're still up to date you never know what's gonna happen god's still working on me on the turn of the cheek scripture Mm. but that's a different story yeah and from what i've studied the turn of the cheek was a more active thing than people try to make it seem to be um Mm. so good to know where we all stand when it comes to the brawl please keep sending the memes please keep making the videos please keep adding to the playlist because I know I laughed about it. Like people were saying, oh, the chair needs to be in this Smithsonian. It's a part of black history. But honestly, there is something in me that feels like it's a historical day. I'm not mm-hmm. saying a group of black people have never been on a group of white people. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that it has been, gosh, maybe very rare, maybe the first time in my lifetime where I have seen White mm-hmm. people who are dead wrong get their just desserts immediately. Mm-hmm. And black people, white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, and people of all ethnicities and all races are in agreement that they got what they deserved. And that yeah. is not very common in America. So I know I've joked about it being black history, but I'm like, no, this is black history. Not to add, you know, on... The fact that what E.B. pointed out, this was a place where slaves were sold. Mm-hmm. So we're saying it ends August 5th. Turn up. I'm going to celebrate it. I might be sitting on a little folding chair next August 5th with a little shirt that says, try me if you want to. <laughs> like, oh. I just absolutely loved it. Um, it was a beautiful thing to see. And it really tells the state of our country mm. that something, because at the end of the day, Sharika's right. I don't condone violence like nobody does. But the fact that it took something like this for us to feel like so joyful, you know why? Because we don't see it enough, Mm -hmm. not not seeing enough people get beat up, but we don't see the people who are in the wrong get their just desserts enough. This is what happened when you feel like an oppressed people, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just like enough. Did it feel like overkill? Sure. Was it two to one? Sure. If it had been three to one, I would feel even happier (laughs) because I don't see it enough. Mm -hmm. I'm very joyful. I'm glad those people got beat. It's especially the fact that they're out here using racial slurs and just mm-hmm. all that entitlement. I hope when he hit that woman over the chair, I hope that was the last time she says it in word. You know, I hope so. Anyway, before I go to the scripture, do y'all have anything else to share about the Alabama brawl or fade in the water? It's being called so many things. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, you know, I, I, I echo everything you say, but said, and I also wanted to be like, um, it, 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 like, I couldn't even explain to you the joy that my soul felt. Like, it felt so deep because we are tired of seeing all the hurt and harm and always, and, and, and I think the thing that was so good about it was that 
because we've always had to do the right thing or walk away or de-escalate, people felt even more bold to do the things because they know they were going to get away with it. They were know mm-hmm. they were going to get away with it. And to see people not get away with it in that moment, yeah, we'll let the justice handle it, but also we're going to handle you now. I loved every moment. And I was like, yes, because had that been my husband, my dad, my grandpa, my friend, I would have wanted people to jump into. I would have wanted somebody to go in and, and get to work on these people and not let the just, yeah, the, they can get their charges later, but right now you also need this butt whooping. And I, and I love that. And I forgot to mention this in my uh, temp check because I was so riled up. My anniversary, my seventh year anniversary was, oh, yeah. um, the day after the brawl. So that's why I missed the brawl at the first part because I was too busy in bliss with my lovely husband of seven years. And I did want to share because last year I shared that um, the sixth year was steel and he bought me a steel, beautiful steel ring. This year was copper and I got a lovely copper anklet. So he is definitely sticking with the tradition of getting something based on whatever the, whatever the theme of each wedding year anniversary is and it was a lovely time with a lovely man and then so now I feel like I can have a real celebration every year I will celebrate the brawl on the fifth and my anniversary on the sixth and I, I can't love think it. of anything better he's so thoughtful I love it I love it love it love it Evie any final thoughts on the brawl before we transition um uh, mine's will be short and brief it's like I guess part of it, when people talk about either injustice or justice, um, I think this is one of those things when explaining becomes too much of a burden. And Mm. this is one of those few times, and just so you know, because y'all know I'm always cite cite the sources. That came from NPR in an article that I was reading about them just talking about it. So if you are a person who just wants to learn more or you just want like a clear and concise, you can just put in Montgomery Brawl NPR. But it was like when explaining when explaining becomes too much of a burden and it's crazy where something like this, which compared to all the other tragedies that have happened mm-hmm. in, in this world, or even over the past decade alone, or, you know, past two or three years, like you can just start with COVID if you wanted to, where like this has seemed to bring in a sense, a lot of joy from people of all different demographics and backgrounds and races and everybody left alive. Yes. <laughs> like yes. in a sense, a problem was in a sense solved. And that was one of the things mm-hmm. that even mm-hmm. as I think about it, and I know Sabrina kind of touched on it a little bit, but just thinking about that, like even with the security, even with law enforcement coming on the scene, like this is people who some would say with a weapon, he has a chair, but like, I'm just trying to think that even in a place like Montgomery, Alabama, which I'm pretty sure I can find police shootings in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm. Um, and I'm not trying to dismiss those that have happened, but I'm like, in something similar to this where a brawl is taking place, I, I would be, I would be shocked or I would say it would be highly impossible if a gun wasn't pulled out, if it wasn't, if, if it were not no Caucasians there. Mm. Like, I felt like it would have been a different story if it was in a sense, black on black crime. And yeah. that's where it, some days just life just becomes, I would say not necessarily unbearable, but just frustrating. Cause you're just like, this really sucks. Like a broad daylight fight, you see not necessarily weapons, but you see a chair, you see a whole bunch of people, you see mass chaos, you see typically outnumbered people like no beanbag gun, no tasers, no, uh, and I'm not telling people to shoot in the air because that's not recommended, but most times when you shoot, most people stop. Like, and police are smart enough that even if they shot towards like the river, it would probably the gun casing or the bullet would fall in the water, whatever. But like, or if they shot towards the water, nobody's paying attention where the where the gun is aimed at so to speak but it's just like 
why can't just some form of justice happen with just police intervening in certain spaces and just diffusing situations or de-escalating um, mm. what seems to be very, very easy things to do and things that they're trained on. And the last thing I would just say is, and I'm not saying for every situation, because if it's, I got a gun and another person got a gun, if I'm the police, hey, hey, do your job. Like, I'm pretty sure you, like the same way most people want to say they want to make it home to their families. I'm not telling a police officer not to make it home to their families, but those who get on a scene and they're killing people within 10 seconds is wild to me when they don't see a gun, like time and time again, when we hear the unarmed individuals or unarmed victims, that's where I get frustrated at. And I see where it seems that some training is happening in some places where people can get on the scene and find ways to deescalate. And I just wish that happened um, worldwide. And of course, specifically nationwide. Absolutely. Well, uh, this month's scripture has two hilarious moments in it, and it comes from the New Testament, Acts chapter 12. I'm going to start at verse 5. I may skip around a bit, may not, because I really want to get all the way down to 19, and I know that's a lot, and we're already running long, but I'll just go ahead and get into it. We're talking about Peter the Rock, uh, one of Jesus's disciples, one of his main homies. And this is after the time that Jesus has been resurrected. The church is like up and running. It's great vibes. But Peter's really getting on people's nerves, spreading the gospel. So he's locked up in jail. Verse five, all the time that Peter was under heavy guard in the jailhouse, the church prayed for him strenuously. Then the time came for Herod to bring him out for the kill. That night, even though shackled to two soldier, soldiers, one on either side, Peter slept like a baby. Amen. And there were guards at the door keeping their eyes on the place. Herod was taking no chances. Suddenly there was an angel at his side and light flooding the room. The angel shook Peter and got him up. Hurry, the angel, the handcuffs fell off his wrist. The angel said, get dressed. Put on your shoes. Peter did it. Then grab your coat and let's get out of here. Peter followed him, but didn't believe it was really an angel. He thought he was dreaming, skipping down to verse 12, still shaking his head amazed. He went to Mary's house, the Mary who was John Mark's mother. The house was packed with praying friends. When he knocked on the door to the courtyard, a young woman named Rhoda came to see who it was. But when she recognized his voice, Peter's voice, she was so excited and eager to tell everyone Peter was there that she forgot to open the door and left him standing in the street. But they wouldn't believe her, dismissing her, dismissing her report. You're crazy, they said. She stuck by her story, insisting. They still wouldn't believe her and said it must be his angel. All this time, poor Peter was standing out in the street, knocking away. Finally, they opened up and saw it was him and went wild. Peter put his hands up, calmed them down. He described how the master had gotten him out of jail. Then he said, tell James and the brothers what's happened. He left them and went off to another place. At daybreak, the jail was in an uproar. Where is Peter? What's happened to Peter? When Herod sent for him and they could neither produce him nor explain why not, he ordered their execution off with their heads, fed up with Judea and the Jews. Herod went for a vacation to Caesarea. So <laughs> that whole story just made me laugh because one, the girl was so excited. It was Peter. She just left him outside. And I'm thinking I'm an escape. Obviously God is with me, but um, I don't need to be out in the street. Can you open the door? So she's in there probably talking for a long time. And Peter's just out in the street. That made me laugh. And then when we get to the end, Herod, after he finds out that Peter's gone, he's just killing people. And then he's so stressed out about the whole situation, he just decides to go on vacation. Kind of like the guards when they were watching the fight. They were like, uh, 
these people deserve it. We'll let it rot. We'll let it slide for a while. Just like Chairman, they put handcuffs on him, but evidently did not press charges charges or arrest him at that time. That just made me giggle. EB, what are you expounding on today? My expounding will be um, more so about, I guess, a direct update about my surgery and things that happened. I usually yeah. don't share a lot of things with everybody. Um, but I was like, hey, I can just say it on the podcast. And if somebody be like, oh, I didn't know, I can be like, oh, you should listen to the podcast. And that'll just be another way for people to tap into the kickback. Um, so, of course, back in May, May 5th, I was playing basketball. I tore my ACL. I think I mentioned that my ACL and my MCL. Um, the good thing is did two months of physical therapy where my MCL healed and they did not have to do surgery on my MCL. But while doing surgery on my ACL, they essentially had to do surgery on my ACL twice. So what happens is they cut out a piece of my quad muscle in a sense where, if I'm not mistaken, it's one way or the other where your tendon becomes a ligament or your ligament becomes a tendon or vice versa, where they took out a piece of my quad muscle, like they literally cut it open because they were like, your muscle will grow back. And of course, as you use it, um, if you don't use it, then it's not going to grow back to tighten up and screw in the pieces that were broken from my ACL. And then as they put those stitches or sutures in, they kind of tighten up the rope to make sure that it's fast in place. On the last tightening, um, the doctor said that it actually snapped and they had to go back in. Um, he said that had never happened to him. So he was shocked. He didn't know if it was a, um, I forgot the word that he used, but he used a medical term that he talked about just uh, essentially an ineffective equipment um, that they may have given him. But he was like, that had never happened to him. And he was sorry that the surgery took longer than expected. So then, of course, they had to go back in. I'm still sleeping all of this. And then they had to do it again. Through that time, they had to take out um, basically a breathing um, tube down my throat. And upon them taking it out, that caused problems with my breathing, where after surgery, surgery went well, I'm good, all is well. I could bend my knee slightly for the most part. Like when you're asleep, I didn't know they did this until they told me. But while you're asleep, they bend it all the way back to know that your leg is working properly. But of course, because of the tension, like when I'm asleep, I don't feel that tension. But right now, I definitely feel it. So I can only get it about 75 to 80 degrees right now as far as bending, trying to get it to 90. And then, of course, more than that. So I can kind of like you know, do exercise with like stretching it behind my back and all those good things. But um, upon waking up from surgery, my breathing dropped down to the 70s and 80s where I had to be rushed to the ER for them to monitor my breathing overnight and then basically stayed in the hospital for like around uh, a little less than, I guess you could say a little over 12 hours, like 16 mm. or so hours. So it sucked mm. for that time being um, post after because you just never know what can or can't happen. Um, so that's really the current update. And now twice a week, I have the privilege of going to um, meet with some lovely physical therapists by the name of Rob and Dennis, who had been taking care of me for the past three or four months. And their team is great. Um, shout out to the orthopedic medical group of Tampa Bay. And it's just an awesome team. And they said within four to six weeks, I should be walking without a brace and crutches and all that stuff. Well, within two weeks, walking without crutches within four to six weeks, walking without the brace and then doing some light jogging, um, hopefully by the end of the year, early next year, and then seven to nine months of full recovery of cutting and pivoting and jumping and doing all the things. But for all my um, lovely friends and family out there who listen to the kickback, I EB am just announcing to you all that I am retiring from the game of basketball. Um, so for those of you who I've already beaten and you want to get your get back, that won't happen. 
Um, <laughs> I'll just be, I can coach, I can train, I can, and God willing, if my son chooses to play basketball, I'll beat him in the future. Oh my gosh. Games, but not necessarily me getting out there in any form of competitiveness with anybody after what I've went through with this um, lovely, lovely surgery and just trying to get well. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm, that's what, what was going on with me in this week, at, or at least at the time of this recording. Not sure when you guys will listen to it, but this week is week 32 for us in pregnancy. So Praise we're at, at like eight, week, oh eight week countdown, um, stretch. So things are going well. And that's my starting so uh, point today. September? Do you remember? October. Oh, October. Well, the due date is October 11th, um, but we'll see. But you never know. We'll see. Oh, yeah, because it can come gosh. before or after. Hopefully it doesn't come after because she's ready to get him out of her, ready to get him out of her now. Um, but hopefully it's within that October 1st to October 11th, just so all the you know nutrients and brain functions and things mm-hmm. that baby development stages all happens as needed or as yeah as needed because god will do what he pleases and when you said play with my son like my heart did a flip i like i know you're going to be a dad (laughs) but i'm like oh my gosh evie and judith are literally about to be mom and dad out here it's wild it's awesome it is crazy or at least eight more weeks so maybe before that hopefully it's not too crazy not too crazy early how long is your rehabilitation um, seven, like, so full recovery, seven to nine months. Um, so, but it's just, oh, those dang. yeah. So the full recovery of like running, jumping, like, and I say running as in sprinting. So by November, December, I should be able to, to jog but within the four to six weeks. As, like by the time the baby get here, I should be without crutches and without a brace and walking fine. So that's the, that's the hope and the goal. As long as I stay consistent with physical therapy and doing it at home and all progresses well with the graft that's inside of me and nothing, you know, bends or breaks or pulls apart. Right. How, right. how long till you drive? Uh, hopefully next week. I'm hoping to get cleared for that next week. That's what I'm beautiful. hoping for. Mm, like I'm beautiful, beautiful. going to him because I should be back in the office next week, but I'm hoping to go to him and get that cleared off. Because, yeah, riding in the backseat of a vehicle is not it. And I say the backseat because I can't fully bend my legs, so I'm extending it in the backseat or the back row, so to speak. So it's all of those things. But I think if I was driving, I would be able to make it work. Just being on somebody else's time. Y'all know how it be. Mm -hmm. You feel like you can't move and go and do what you want to do. Yeah, and it's just simple things, right? Like just going to get fast food or going to go get a haircut mm-hmm. or just leaving the house and not being locked up like I'm in jail. Wow. Like even if it's a fresh air. And I know I can walk and all that good stuff, but that's not my cup of tea, guys, for our lovely listeners who don't know me yet. <laughs> well, continue to heal and we'll continue the prayers. Definitely, definitely. Anything y'all recommended for the people? Absolutely. Sharika brought up this idea of my rich life, which I still haven't seen the show, Sharika, but I'm going to get to it. And one of the things I said is like a chef or nutritionist, but the whole premise of the show is like how you can live your rich life Mm -hmm. today. So I started with a nutritionist uh, Monday, Monday, and it's a six month program. Y'all, she has a million payment plans. Her reviews are fire. 
So if a nutritionist or a chef is a part of your rich life, look up Devin Still Nutrition. Yes, she's based out of the Tampa Bay area, but she has a lot of online clients. Like we'll, we'll, we will never meet face to face, even though we do have video calls as part of our program. I'm very excited because I've had personal trainers before, like right before I got married. And recently I did one of my former students to solid and I did her program for three months, but I still don't really get the results that I want from those. Like I'm the type of person who loves working out. I'll work out seven days a week and I'll still like not see my results. So I know like nutrition drives a lot of things. So I'm excited to learn more about how I'm eating, how I need to eat for my for my body type to reach my goals. And I'm excited to be living my rich life. So I suggest Devin Still Nutrition. Her link will be in the show notes. And if you don't want to go with Devin, look up a nutritionist if you're into that sort of thing. Sharika EB, what are y'all recommending? Um, I am recommending uh, the, I just saw uh, the new Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, I think that's one. I begin confused with the name because there's so many. This is the <laughs> animated this is the animated one. And they're I think they're so good. So check that out. I wanna say I saw it on the like um on the TV app, but I don't know if it's showing anywhere else yet. So yeah, it's probably a little bit of everywhere now. I had a chance to watch that during the summer um because most of our staff wanted to watch it and it was really good. Watched it with the homie Daryl. I would definitely recommend it if you're into if you're into those I guess if you're into Marvel or whatever no is he, or is he DC? It is Marvel. Yeah. If you're in the Marvel, check it out. Um, for me, if you are a person who is checking out things on Netflix, it's a quick series. It's only six episodes, um, but it is called Unseen. Um, and I say quick episodes, like the episodes aren't necessarily quick. They're like, you know, the normal hour or so we're like 40, 50 minutes to an hour, but it's basically just a, a crime thriller. I know a lot of people love either those crime thrillers or those crime podcasts, but this is a dope one where a house cleaner commits a sting of murders while searching for her missing husband. So she's just going around to different places, trying to find her missing husband and then handling business on the way. Oh my gosh. Six episodes. Um, I think most people will naturally enjoy it if you're into those type of things, but the majority of the cast is definitely melanated um so that makes it dope because that's not really our cup of tea so to speak um don't usually get casted for those type of things but yeah check out unseen anything else y'all want to close out with for the people no but it's been lovely being back together as a trio Mm -hmm. we prayed for you this summer eb we were sending you all the positive vibes i'm so glad to hear that you're on the other side of the surgery and that you and your wife are doing well definitely thank you thank you thank you um that's not oh yeah i'll text it that's not a pot thing um as always if life tries to knock you down make sure (laughs) kick back until next time